You're listening to Kick It, Don't Quit It, a motivational, spiritual podcast seeking to spread love and grace. We are thankful you have tuned in. So without further ado, come kick it with the girls, don't quit on the world. Hey guys, it's Erin here with Kick It, Don't Quit It. We are at the S&N Production Studios. Um, so excited because we are now out of Megan's kitchen, <laughs> out of my dining room in <laughs> Megan's kitchen. There's no more laundry sounds or um, fire alarm sounds. <laughs> I'm going to or... change those one day, I promise. <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> So we've got um, we've got our own little little studio set up here. Um, so excited! We've got they've got two other podcasts. One is uh, three semi-grown men, which my boys, all my boys. Um, one of them is not like like. Well, he's my family. He calls me mom, um, just like everybody else does. But with um, Austin and Shelton and Nick, um, so excited for their podcast. They are finishing up their second season, um, and they were a little salty with me because they shout out Kick It, Don't Quit It almost every episode mm. of the second season, and we haven't said anything about them. So here you go, boys. Three semi-grown men, if you like Kick It, Don't Quit It, please go listen to their podcast. Um, they're funny. They will have you laughing. They will have you crying. They'll have you searching your soul to see if if it lines up. So um, excited for them. And then our pastor and Megan's husband. Wow. Uh, not the same person. Our pastor. Oh, sorry. Derek I'm talking Cola. about my husband. <laughs> <laughs> And Megan's husband, Ivy Heron Jr., um, have a podcast that just um, released their first episode a week or so ago um, called The the Big Circle. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're excited for them and everything that's coming from them and um, what that podcast is going to be like. So, so excited for all the things that are are coming out of our church um, from some of the people from our church. And so um, on... This episode, it's just me and Megan with you this yes. time. Um, Sister Holly wasn't able to make it, and so it's just me and Megan. Yeah. And we really just kind of wanted to talk about how we got to be Sister Megan and Sister Erin. Um, <laughs> We're kind of like a duo at this we, point. We are. It's, it's almost <laughs> like you see one, you, you're yes. like, where's the other one? Yes. Um, but it didn't, it wasn't always that way. Um, five years. Guys, it's been just five years since our partnership really began and when that partnership happened we did not know each other like we we've been going to church together um but when when they said my name I didn't know if Megan even knew who I was so Aaron bleep was (laughs) uh I knew that person as the quiet girl at church. That's all I knew about you. I just knew you were quiet. You oh. smiled and you were quiet. And and I didn't I didn't know you. I didn't have any idea who you were. She so didn't know. I, I'm not quiet. I know. <laughs> Isn't it funny the perception people just get of us? Yeah. That's wild. But anywho, that's that's what I knew about you was that you were quiet and you smiled. That's that's all I knew. Um 
taking it back to our partnership, I was looking on my Facebook memories the other day and it said, it was, it said five years from today. It was literally just a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. So in December yep. and it said, uh, first meeting tonight, be it sister head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, if you've listened to the podcast, um, you have heard, but me and sister Megan, um, founded a, um, a group at our church called Sisterhood, which was um, a, a group that met once a month, or, well, I said that. They still meet. We still meet once a month, um, and it's for girls from 12 to 21 to 25, something like that. We don't kick them out just because they've graduated because girls, women need each other from the time that they're babies to their gray-haired and so um we we made sisterhood first off to give girls the opportunity to get to know one one another because if you're a woman or a girl or a lady any of those things a female you know how hard sometimes it is to get to know another female because we get a little catty no (laughs) this is new information (laughs) we don't always like to to um to get to know another female for some reason because we're afraid they're going to be better than us and Mm. they're you know they're not going to like us or or that they're going to have to they're going to make us have to be a better version of us um and so we tend to have a few lady friends um we have a few lady friends that we we spend time with but we don't a lot of times go outside our little circle because we don't want to stretch ourselves um I know in high school I preferred to have friends that were male um just because they were easier to get along with (laughs) they didn't have all the drama that come with other females um and that's that's sad to say um but we wanted some place that the girls could come together they could share their thoughts they could share their their feelings they could share their joys they could share their sorrows um and have a group of females that would have their back yeah that they would know that from now until they are gray-haired that they could um, have, a sisterhood. have a sisterhood, have a bond. Our first picture was a group of girls yeah. who were standing with their back. You could see their backs and all of their hair was braided together because to us, that was sisterhood. That yeah. they were, even though they were four separate people, they were still connected some way. And so um, that was the first part of sisterhood. The second part of sisterhood was to be able to teach young girls their worth and yeah. where their worth came from. And we are still, to this day, five years later, yeah. half of our classes talk about worth because it doesn't matter if you're a male or a female, worth is a hard thing. Um, oh. You, If you have somebody who... They're walking around and you think, well, they think that their crap don't stink. They're faking it. Plain and simple. Because everybody wonders if they're enough. Well, and I, if 
honestly, that's that's been a thing for me for most of my life, as you know. But for those hopping on here who don't know me, Megan, ha, <laughs> um, that has been a, a battle for me. And I think the reason why I have battled that, and again, I'm not playing victim by any means because I have treated people poorly. I think we've all been on both sides of the spectrum if we're being completely honest with ourselves. We've treated people badly, and we've also been treated badly ourselves. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, but in those moments where I was the victim, and I truly was, and I was treated poorly, I think that I linked that that up to my value for some reason and I and I couldn't tell you why um as a young woman you know that's difficult you know and and to kind of I mean we're not doing testimonials tonight by any means but growing up for me you know I was the young lady who didn't have the father and I lost my father due to um drug addiction and he actually passed away this past year um but he had been out of my life since I was 14 years old and so a lot of that really created some some really difficult things in my heart. Um, it left some some hurt in there. And so I really have battled the majority of my life um, on worth and value and just really understanding I'm not what I've done. I'm not what's been said to me. I am who God says I am. Right. Right? Yeah. And I mean, I think... I don't think that ever changes. Yeah. I think we all, in some form, um, that Satan will, in our mind, just even if it doesn't even come from the devil, just our mind, our human flesh, yeah. um, automatically questions, am I enough? Am I... Okay, so God, God you told me to start a podcast, but can I really do that? I mean, is that is that something that's really possible? Um, you know, I, it anything. You know, I I want to start a family, but will I be a good dad? Will I be a good yeah. mom? Um, um, I really want to be in a relationship, but will they like? Do they truly like me, or are they just doing this because out of pity? When I got married this past year to my husband Ivy, um, I remember thinking, like, whenever I knew in my heart this was the man I was going to marry, like, we weren't just dating, but like, like this is it. Like, I just knew that I knew that I knew. You know what I mean? Right. When I knew, um, and then whenever he asked me, um, you know, we were in Memphis playing paintball, mm-hmm. and so we're playing paintball, and then he was like, "Dude, he was like, babe, dude, babe, dude, babe, <laughs> dude, babe." He was like, "Bro," and I was like, "What's up, man?" And he was like, "I want to do a one-on-one with you, okay?" And I was like, "Okay." So I smoke him, right? I mean, I shoot that dude right in the neck. I mean, I completely annihilated my husband. God bless his soul. He's still alive. But anyway, paintball. I'm not not for real guns, by the way. I'm talking about paintball. I hope I mentioned that. Lord help me. But anyway, I shoot my husband with a paintball gun. And um, he walks over to me. And he drops. I remember, like, he dropped something. And I was like, oh, why do you have a hot pink box bag? Like, that's really odd do you need to tell me something and I've never seen a man with that you know I was trying to like what's in there so I look down and he's on one knee and he picks it up and then he pulls this ring out and I was like that's a ring oh my god I know what he's doing (laughs) and I was like I said shut up you're stupid yes (laughs) and so um he puts it on my finger I was like are y'all recording 
kidding me? So he had these strangers we had never met. And I was like, oh, my Lord. Anyway, fast forward. So we're riding the truck. Oh, my Lord. We're so in love. So I get home. He drops me off at home from our trip from Memphis. And we went to church that day. Uh, Then we went to the paintball right after that because he had to take me there. So I get home, Aaron. And um, all I could do was, you know, he left. The girls were gone, my children. And so I was just sitting on my bed at home alone. And I just remember I was like, God, I don't deserve this. And every sin that that I have that I could think of just rolled through my mind. Mm-hmm. And that's all I could think of was you you're not worthy um to be a wife. You're not worthy um to that calling. You don't get that. Um you don't deserve that. Right. And and a lot of that stemmed from past decisions on my end, right. Aaron. I'm gonna be honest, and right. and I can't even blame it on other people. It was right. my own doing, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and what we so. forget, <laughs> what we forget is, yes, we have a past. Everybody has a past. Yeah. But when we come to the feet of Jesus, and we lay that in front of Him, yeah, that's now gone. That no longer holds any bearing on who we can become yeah. because God has wiped all of that stuff away. And you sat on your bed and, and all those things ran through your mind. Yeah. Um, but none of it was, was who God calls you. Yeah. It was all what the world may still call you. Yeah. Um, I'm reading this book, Aaron, that pastor gave me, uh-huh. um, and in this book, Alter Ego by Craig Groeschel, I think I can name names. In this book, Alter Ego, that our pastor um, loaned me to read, um, I was looking and I've been reading it. And so he's talking about how God, you know, there's scripture in the Bible, y'all, that talks about um, God giving you a new name. And a new name is going to be on a, st- a white stone. Um, and I actually talked about that today in class. Um, you get that new name after you overcome is what it says. You, he right. gives you that name. Right. Um, and so um, a lot of times the name that God gives us, it's too big for the current shoes that we're filling right now. It's it's just so big. But what I love about this book, y'all, is it talks about how God gives you that name. He sees you in that light. But you're just going to grow into it. So what that means to me is he's not expecting me to automatically be what right. that name is and so he he gives he he puts us on the potter's wheel and we get to grow into our names Mm -hmm. and so um I don't even know where I was going with that y'all well I think that's awesome because I mean to kind of go off of what you were saying so many times um in the world the name that you're given when you're born your last name yeah um there's something attached to that Uh, so you were born Either you were born into wealth, so like if your if your last name yeah. is like Hilton or yeah. something like that, you you're you're born into yeah. wealth, and so that name is attached to you, yeah. and that's who you are from birth. When God gives us a name, it's a name that we are supposed to grow into. It's not something. It doesn't. We're not. We're not defined by it to begin with. It's at the ending that we're defined because he wants us to grow into it. Um, we're a daughter of the king. So That's we our have identity. To learn. Name and identity go in, in hand in hand. Right. We have to learn how to be that daughter. You know, when I, when I married Daniel, I knew what a wife was. Yeah. 
but he has specific things that he needs in a wife that other men may not and so in that marriage and those things he needs change what he needed 10 years ago when we got married is not the same things he needs now because we change we evolve it's not the same thing he's going to need in 10 years yeah that communication between us it has to stay going because if not then what he needs now I don't understand because I'm still going off of what he needed 10 years ago and that's where relationships fail whether it be a marriage or a friendship or whatever because we're not the same people yeah and if we continue to treat each other as if we're that person from 10 years ago it'll fail it'll fail and so it's the same thing with God he expects us to evolve um, if I'm still doing the same thing ten now that I did 10 years ago, yeah. then I've failed in my relationship with God because I'm supposed to be evolving. And if I'm still doing those same things and I haven't changed anything, then it's then I'm not doing something right. But pastor said something, I think it was in Sunday school this morning. It may have been preaching but I think it was Sunday school but he said that some he said some of you guys are still calling me 10 years with the same issue with the same issue he said but that's one same issue there are 99 other issues that you have changed already that you fixed that you've worked on um he said and if I continue to see you for just that one thing that you haven't changed he says that I'm doing you a disservice I need to make I need to focus on the things you have already done so that I can see the changes that are being made in you. Um so I mean that's that we kind of completely left partnership um but I you know that's that's the way it is in a partnership well, and that as well. Is, that I was about to say, I was about to connect those dots for you. I mean, that's that's how it is as a partner. Whenever you we you and me locked hand in hand as partners in ministry together and and y'all if you're not doing a ministry together this could go just to a friendship a business deal um you know any 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 type of partnership I mean whatever the case is x y or z um but like that you're constantly growing and evolving and you learn each other in that partnership just like whether it's a marriage or a ministry like you and me the same Aaron I got five years ago is not the same Aaron that sits before me today and vice versa yeah. with me. Yeah. Um, and thank God for that. Right. Because a lot of things that we had to to work through, um, I would say communication mm-hmm. was a thing that you and me, and I really think that there, there's two things that, that Aaron and I really had to, to dive into and kind of figure out. I don't even really remember having the conversation. I just feel like it. it we just kind of, we both got in there and we weren't trying to both be the chief right in the partnership and I know in a lot of partnerships somebody has to take responsibility there's always something to do somebody does have to have that role but what we did instead of seeking the role we just got in where we fit in I did certain things that maybe she was uninterested in or maybe not even good at Mm -hmm. and vice versa Erin did things that I was really not interested in that she was actually really good at and so instead of trying to bow my arms and my shoulders and take control and be in charge and this is me myself and I me staying in my lane made this partnership so successful and you too because you never tried to grab things that that I was doing that maybe I was okay at successful at yeah when me and Megan 
when sisterhood came about, um, God laid the 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 brick and mortar. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. And, he, and he gave us he gave us the desire um, at the same time, and um, and I was I was looking at it, I was rotting up. Our pastor has trained us. Yes. Um, that if there's something you want to do, write the vision. then you need to write the vision. You need to write what it looks like. I wonder where you he got to, that from, Erin. <laughs> <laughs> you need to write what it looks like. You need to write what it's going to look like in a year, mm. um, in five years. And so that way, when you go into it, you're not questioning all of those things. You already know when you have your first meeting, you know what that year is going to look like. Yeah. And so we went into a meeting. Um, I had my my vision. Um, I said, hey, pastor, I have this idea. He said, okay, well, somebody else has come to me as well. And I, if I'm being honest, I was like, well, God, why did you give me this vision? Why did you give me this desire if you were just going to give it to somebody else? Because I know that if I didn't take it and run with it, you would have given it to somebody else. But you didn't even give me the opportunity to take it and run with it. I mean, then that's the way I felt at first. So what's funny is that's exactly how I felt whenever you, um, whenever I called pastor and pastor said, Hey, let me link you up with Aaron. Um, I remember thinking, no, this is my baby. This is what God gave me. Um, but in that we've learned that, that babies need two parents. Yeah. It's a partnership. It's a partnership. It's not a me, myself and I, the glory belongs to me. And I can, and I can tell you that if it just been me, I would have burned out about a year and a half in and I was I was we're going to do a class every three months yeah which wouldn't have worked because there wouldn't have been the connection that we needed and Megan's like no we need to do this every week and I'm like okay every week's not going to work either and so then you know we we compromised and it went down to once a month and then doing a couple of extra things outside of our once a month thing um, so it was a compromise from the very beginning of our partnership. There was a compromise because she wanted once a week. I was once every three months. Once so, a week. Can you imagine? <laughs> so uh, where that? <laughs> so <laughs> I told you our two things that we really had to look at was um, communication and um the other one left the window. It's going to come back, y'all, any moment, I promise. But with communication, what we did was we had a mediator, and it happened to be our pastor. So he had us write down the vision. Again, I wonder where he got that from. And we had a meeting in his living room, and we started shooting off ideas. And me and Aaron were open in our partnership to have someone else say, no, that's crap. No, don't do that. No, that doesn't make sense. Um, and so when we allowed somebody to shoot holes in our ideas and kind of help us align this, this new partnership, it just flowed. We learned how to communicate at that point because so many times when we communicate, we're so worried about hurting people's feelings that we don't ever get anywhere with what we're communicating about. Yeah. Step on my toes. Yeah. And our pastor this year, um, like going into the new year, that's the thing that he's he's saying. He said, yeah. I, he says, I want us to have a complicated year. I want it to be to where people have conflict. Yeah. He said, because you learn from conflict. Just because you have conflict doesn't mean it has to be negative. 
um, just it doesn't mean it ha- it's it's negative that that conflict doesn't have to be negative. It's how you respond to that conflict that makes it whether it's negative or positive. If you come at it and you're like, well, I'm going to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And you don't have any say in it. How many times in partnerships do we do that, though, Aaron? Our marriages, our friendships, uh, business deals, uh Whatever the ca- oh my! I just looked at um, Aaron's daughter in the floor, and I thought we had a Yorkie. <laughs> I just looked at her hair, <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> anyway, but how many times do we do that? Yeah, we get into these, we get into relationships with people, and I'm the chief. What I say goes. Yeah. We get into that business deal. I'm the head honcho. My name's on the banner. You're going to do as I say. Yeah. Um. There's no communication. That's not a partnership. That's a dictatorship, yeah. and you see a lot of quote-unquote partnerships walking around us and amongst us. It's just dictatorships, yeah. and yeah. that's why they never accomplish what they're called to accomplish. Right. That I mean, that's like in a marriage, and yes, I know the man is supposed to be the head of the household, yeah. but... But he ain't supposed to be Hitler. No, I've heard the man is the head, the man is the head but the woman is the neck that turns the head. Um they have to work together. They have to work in tandem and it can't be all, okay, well, this is how, again, this is how I want to do it and we're going to do it this way. There has to be communication. And not only does there have to be communication, but in that communication, there has to be compromise. So whenever I really think that a really, I think that the real starting point and of us doing things the right way, God's way and the right right direction was when we allowed pastor to be our mediator that meeting and and you know as a lot of you guys know if you've been listening I'm I'm a year into my marriage um when me and my husband got married we would have bi-monthly um counseling sessions and and a lot of people you just you just clenched up hearing that I ain't gonna let nobody tell me and my you know (laughs) but whenever I mean in any partnership communicate I've learned and I'm not perfected in this so when I say this please don't I don't want you to get the picture that I have it all together because I certainly have to grow in this. But I've learned that communication is the biggest key in any type of partnership that you'll ever have in your life. And whenever we allowed somebody to counsel us for for several, you know, up to a year, um, you know, and we still need our tune-ups. But it really helped me and my husband learn how to just talk about things. Just talk. Not assume. Not guess. But talk. Get the facts out. Have someone shoot holes into our thought processes. Because what happens when you have two people in a partnership and they're both frustrated? Right. Well, and we all have different ways of communicating. Yes. And just because we're married doesn't mean our communications actually work together and there are times when you need somebody to step in the middle and be like okay wait a second yeah and that's I mean with our partnership pastor has had to step in the middle before and say okay wait a second yeah this this doesn't work um and not because we were fussing and fighting or but we have still have um usually yearly or bi-yearly meetings with him to go over okay well this is what we think sisterhood looks like this coming up year and this is the things we'd like to do and we present 15 ideas to him and he shoots holes in 10 to 13 of those and we come out with two to five ideas that we're able to kind of try to implement that next year um but it's it just it it's one of those things we, you need somebody else. You need somebody else who's on the outside looking in sometimes to be able to tell you the things that, um, that you don't, you can't see yourself because you're too 
close to it. You're too inside of it. Um, and so you need somebody who's not emotionally involved yeah. that can can look you in the eye and say, Aaron, you're the problem. <laughs> <laughs> And then once we get communication taken care of, then we got to get not getting offended. That's a whole <laughs> nother. That's out. a whole nother episode, yeah. y'all. And so, I mean, so me and Megan, so kind of go to go back to the, the very first part of this podcast. So we, we met with our pastor again, five years ago. Um, I didn't know anything about Megan other than, when she had started the church, that she had two kids, that she'd been through hell and back. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, just that we were not anything alike. <laughs> and I knew you were quiet and you smiled. <laughs> I was quiet and I smiled. And that's all she knew. And now here we are five years later. Amen. I consider Megan one of my closest friends. I know that if I'm going through anything... Yes. I can call her. I can text her. Yes. Um, she gets very upset with me because she'll text me a book and I'll respond to sentence. Um, <laughs> Are you mad at me? Because, and that, and in our partnership, Megan has taken the role of of like of Facebook and of our band app that we have that she sends all of the reminders to the girls because she's a communicator. She's. She's I'm younger. a learning communicator. She's a she's younger than me, and yeah. so technology, the Instagram, the Facebook, yeah. all of that stuff, she's completely cool with me. I'm older. Um, I I use Facebook, which I know most people say is like outdated at this point. Um, I still remember MySpace. Um, I used to pick the perfect song and the perfect, it was a cheetah and it was neon and it flashed my yeah. background. So, so, I mean, I, I was MySpace and then Facebook and I do a little bit of Instagram now, but very rarely. And normally I just go to check on kick it, don't quit it to see if there's any comments or anything that I need to respond to or anything on that. Um, but I don't, I couldn't tell you the last time I posted anything on Instagram. Um, but, and most of the time if I post on Facebook, it's something about my kids, um, where I'm sharing the, the podcast or, you know, something like that. We're officially old moms. Um, <laughs> so old. Um, and so Megan took that side of it. Um, that was, that was her responsibility. I took the, the side of it of making sure I was at the church early for meetings, yes. making sure everything was set up and everything was ready to go, making sure that. At the end of it, everything was turned off. Everything was put back. I mean, we we had our our own roles. Um, but to this day, if you ask somebody who is sisterhood, they won't say one of us without the other. No, because we're not. It, it sisterhood couldn't be sisterhood without both of us. Um, that partnership has thrived and it's gone outside of the ministry and into Megan is my sister. Um, Megan is my friend. I will, now I will send her texts that are paragraphs. And I, when I send it, like I literally you learn how to communicate better. Literally as soon <laughs> as I send it, I'm like, when she gets this, she's at work. When she gets this, she's going to push her chair back and she's going to jump and dance because I sent her a paragraph mm. instead of just a sentence. I'm like, she's going to be so excited. Oh, I love it. 
I love all the deeds. <laughs> even when even when it's like when I'm down and I'm needing, you know, pick me ups or whatever, I'm like, she's gonna be so excited because she got a long text. So um so that's that's kind of that's where we're at with partnership. Um it it takes communication. It takes knowing what your lane is and not being upset with the other person when their lane is different than yours because it has to be. Um, we've learned this from watching our pastors. Yeah. Um, Pastor Derek's lane is completely different than Brother Sammy's lane. And if they ever cross over, it doesn't work. Um They've got, they have to stay in their own lane to make the church function because Sammy is, is analytical. He's a thinker. He, he's, he's got that construction mindset. Um, pastor is a people person and he, he feels and not that Sammy doesn't feel and not that Sammy is, you know, but, and not that brother Derek can't be analytical, but for the most part, they have a lane yeah. and that doesn't mean with me and sister with me and Megan that I can't get on band and post something yeah um but I only do that when Megan's like hey I'm 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 busy can you do this for me because yeah. I'm not gonna overstep um I'm not gonna try to push her out of what she's good at I'm going to praise her and I'm going to thank her and I'm going to um, let her know that I appreciate all that she does because without her I wouldn't be who I am today um there are so many times in the past five years that I've looked at Megan and I've seen a strength in her that I wished I had and I've worked at getting that strength um and I'm sure there's there's times that that went the opposite um, because my strengths aren't always her strengths no, and her not. strengths <laughs> aren't always my strengths. But when we get into a situation where we know that that other person's strength is what we need, then we can reach out and be like, hey, how do you do this? Because I'm struggling and I know you've been working on this a lot longer than I have. Um, tell me what you do to make this right. And, um, and then we just, we go from there. And I think that that's the beauty, you know, in partnerships, whether it be romantic relationships or ministry, whatever the case is, you know, I think that it's always important to keep God as that foundation and allow God to be the one that picks that partnership. Um, that was some beautiful content, Erin. I sure missed Holly. I, I wish she could have been here, but you know, she'll be back before you know it. And I can't wait to be cackling and snorting <laughs> and giggling and, and our producers to tell me, Megan, you need to back up when you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry guys. Um, but anyway, uh, kick it, don't quit it. You can follow us. You can like us. You, if you don't like us, you don't have to comment on us. Um, but, um, yeah, so you just you give us a shout. We've got an email. We've mentioned it several yeah, times. Kick it, kick don't quit pod at gmail dot com. Oh my gosh, y'all! I just thought, had a seizure. Pod. Um, but anyway, we love you so much. And this is Megan signing off. Bye, guys. Be blessed. <laughs>